Welcome, 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 guys, to the Two Awkward Millennials podcast. I am joined by my partner in argumentative banter, Hendrix. What up, though? All right. And I am KC in the place to be. And that place is the 2 a.m. podcast. Someone's calling me during my introduction. I cannot see. All right. Each and every week, bring you our awkward take <laughs> on pop culture, life, love, and the millennial experience. What the fuck is up, y'all? Hope you guys had a good week. Um, yeah. Hope you guys had a good week. Thank you for joining us. So I hope you guys are all doing well. I hope you had a good weekend, a good week. Hope you're, uh, you know, all nicely rejuvenated for Monday. You know what I mean? Dancing and emphasizing, shaking the table, if you will. Mm. Yeah. Pop locking and dropping it, hitting the woe, <laughs> jitting, hip rolling into <laughs> a Monday. Yes. You kind of nasty if you hip rolling into a Monday. I mean, hip roll whenever you feel like it. Sometimes it might just come over you, or you just have the desire to hip roll. I don't know. I mean, if you hip roll, it will come. Sure. <laughs> um, like I said, I hope you guys are all doing well. Hope you enjoyed the weekend. Um, Hendrix, what's up? How you feeling? What's popping? Um, I'm feeling good. It's nice weather outside. I'm really, you know, enjoying this nice Sunday. Uh, I actually got a weekend off, so I got to enjoy some fresh air this weekend. That's good. You know, play some video games and stuff like that. Outside the house, not inside the house. You know, I'm still a nerd wherever I go. But, uh... Yes. Yeah, I had a, um, I had a good weekend. Nothing to complain about. I'm glad to get a break from work, actually. That's, that's probably the main thing. Like, I don't know if anybody else is struggling with this, but... I absolutely despise my job currently. Mm-hmm. Now, it's not a, a sense of despising what I do because I like what I do because it's unique. It's not, you know, something that everybody does. But just the the situations around we're doing, going through construction and demolition. So it's just like uh, it's a situation where you can pretty much die at any moment, realistically just the way they're doing the shit but it's you know workload is lessened a lot and to be at work for an extended amount of time like we don't work normal eight hour shifts normally it's like nine or ten hours a day six days a week (laughs) three weeks out of the four weeks we work that schedule and uh yeah i'm I'm bored boss like i'm really bored and it's cold so you don't want to necessarily make yourself Find something to do because it's cold. You just want to be like, I would much rather be at home. Thankful for my God. I mean, thankful for my job. Um, But yes, it's a struggle. I don't know. It's that little stagnation period where you don't know if you should stay or go. So that's what I'm dealing with work wise. Uh, Health wise, um, February is still going strong. I have one more week left. Next Saturday, I'll be. Back to normal. I'm out here looking like a real fiend. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I should be back to my normal self Saturday. I have my appointment already scheduled, so I'm ready to cut all this fucking hair off and look like a normal human being once again. Well, that's good. How was everything for you this week? Um, we, uh, This week was fine. I honestly can't remember shit. Uh, work was fine. Work was work. Uh, nothing too crazy. Nothing out of the ordinary 
Uh, I mean, people was getting on my nerves, but that's also not out of the ordinary, not even in work, just in life. And then, uh, but besides that, it's cool. I'm still enjoying my best friend being local, um, being able to see her a lot more than obviously usually <laughs> in usual. She, uh, was living like two and a half hours away, two hours and 45 minutes. So now she's like five <laughs> minutes down the street. So I definitely see her a lot more now. So that has been great. And, uh, that's pretty much the only thing that's really going on for the most part. I didn't really, uh, I don't think I watched any TV. <laughs> Or anything, or seen any movies or anything like. I saw Birds of Prey last week. Oh, how was that? It's better than what people. I can't believe somebody got you to go to the movies. I didn't go to the movies. Oh, okay, that makes sense. <laughs> <laughs> um, it was better than I guess the reviews said it was. Like, it's I guess is it's really bad because it's like a a female like superhero comedy type of movie and people a lot of people shit on it but it wasn't really that bad sure it had plot holes but most movies do um yeah it wasn't i didn't go into it expecting anything spectacular it was a a harley quinn like kind of i don't know it wasn't a prequel it was like post uh suicide squad era so it was it was decent like I paid attention to the whole movie, so it wasn't that bad. Um, a TV show I've been watching is Circle. I know I talked about um, having interest in that. The Circle is a fascinating television show. I'm ashamed of myself. I definitely watched that. Like I, I am ashamed of myself. Like even while watching, uh, I still got a couple episodes to go. But even while watching, I was ashamed of myself for watching it. Like. Cause you, it's it's those TV shows that you know, like you're losing brain cells and you're better than what's on your television screen, but you just can't take your eyes off of it. Like I guess that's how a lot of people like <clears throat> would relate to like a housewives show or something like that. But it was it was fascinating. Uh, I did reach my uh, end point around episode seven. I was like, all right, y'all doing too much, but. It's definitely a good show to check out if you ain't really got shit to do and don't really want to watch nothing that you got to pay super, super close attention to. The concept is amazing because that's real life. That's what niggas do on a daily basis. <laughs> they just turned it into a game show. Like, niggas is not who they really perceive to be for the most part. And niggas is real, real shady. So, yeah. Yeah. I enjoyed her. I definitely enjoyed that. It was one of the things I did not want to watch. And when I started watching, I couldn't take it off, uh, turn it off or whatever. So it was like one of those trash reality shows kind of thing where it's just like, it's like, oh, I'm watching a car of a, a train wreck, essentially. Like, oh, my God, it's horrible what's going on now. And definitely one of my, <laughs> one of the f- most things, one of the things I found most funny about it was the fact that every day they got like some, some of the contestants got like super dressed up just to sit in the fucking apartment it's like these niggas like putting on makeup putting on you know like niggas had like suits on and shit like you just sitting in an apartment bro like what what are you doing like i would have on sweats and shit like all the time like hey, what do i need to get dressed up for why but yeah it's definitely a good mix of like uh 
Big Brother, Catfish, and, and maybe even like a Bad Girls Club vibe to it. That's kind of what I got from it. But yeah, it's a, it's a great show to kill some brain cells to. Absolutely check it out. Um, another show on my radar is uh, Love is Blind, another show that will kill your brain cells. Um, I've been hearing good stuff, good reviews about it um, as far as the interest level. So uh, I'll be checking that out this week once I'm done with The Circle. Yeah. I'm trying to think. Yeah, I haven't even started nothing new on Netflix or whatever. I'm just, I don't even think I really turned to TV. I asked what I was doing. <laughs> Nothing. I wasn't doing shit. I uh, also I want to check out McMillions. Um, what is that? It's I, I believe it's a docu series. I want to say it is. I'm not exactly sure. I will say I'm. I um I tried to watch it before, but um I'm really considering starting and really trying to get into Westworld because I heard it's such a good show and I just can I tried to I kept falling asleep on it every time I watched it. But then I also used to fall asleep on Game of Thrones and y'all love that shit, so. Westworld is nutty. Nutty is good, though. Sometimes. You you definitely get lost a lot. It's definitely uh And I was watching one time, I fell asleep, and I was like, what the fuck is going on now? Yeah, it's one Yeah, it's one of those. Like, if you don't pay attention. Yeah, that's you, exactly why I don't watch not. shit with subtitles. <laughs> like, I can't. I, I am not a very attentive TV watcher, but I am going to try it. Maybe I'll watch an episode today, depending on what time we finish. Oh, it's already six. Nope. <laughs> um, but yeah, that's pretty much it. I haven't seen anything new or whatever. I did do something new this weekend. Um, what did you do? I went to cyrotherapy. Um, and it was actually a really interesting experience. I felt super light after... Oh, well, cyber therapy for people that don't know, it's like you get in a you get in a tank or whatever, and it's pretty much like a it's like a elevated ice bath. You're in the tank for up to three minutes, sub zero temperatures. I think mine got to like negative two seventy six, and uh, you're in there for three minutes. Like I said, you have like I was in there pretty much naked, but you have like gloves and uh, socks and like slippers or whatever so you don't like have like frostbite and shit i'm assuming don't antonia brown yourself so uh but yeah no it was a really good experience i felt so good after i slept really well um last night too after i got it done so Hmm, i might need to try that it was a really good experience and it's not really expensive either and it's supposed to help with like soreness inflammation tightening of your uh muscles all the kind of stuff like that just to help you kind of like relax and stuff like that um so that was a really good experience that was my uh me and my stepmom has planning was planning to go for like the past month and we finally was able to go yesterday and it's really quick in and out three minutes boop so yeah really like that then we, i just kind of spent my yesterday with her for the most part i uh went to yeah, we went there and we went to lunch i got her to try sushi for the first time and she actually liked it i'm oh, i'm pretty uh, good at easing what? people into sushi because i know what to order so yeah. it just really depends on who you go with. Like you can't go like trying to order the shit that you heard of because it's you're not gonna like it. Mm-mm. Like, oh, give me a spicy tuna. You're not gonna like it. <laughs> so all my beginning sushi eaters, if you want to start off easy, slow, order yourself something that's tempura fried. I highly recommend it. And make sure you are um, ordering off the cook maki list. <laughs> um, if you're just starting out, like now, I've like I started out with tempura, but now I get like nigiri and sashimi and all that stuff like that, and mm. I'm more into it. Most, but like starting out, that's the kind of shit that freaks people out. So, 
Nice little smoked salmon and Gary. Oh, I get that every time I go. Oh, so yeah, highly recommend trying it. Open, open your mind and explore. You know what I'm saying? Try to expand your little palate and shit. I think that's you know you can't really go wrong there. You know you can't. And then yeah, what else did we do? Oh, then we did. We went and got petties, and then um, I helped her uh, cook for my dad. And then I also uh, yeah, it was National Margarita Day yesterday. And so I got like some margarita mix and some tequila and me and my stepmom and my best friend, Nikki, we all got uh, made uh, margaritas and shit and drank and shot the shit and stuff like that afterwards while I was hoping my uh, stepmom cook. I need to ask them how that fish turned out. I didn't cook it, but I just prepped it because she didn't know how to do it. It was like this fish that my mama used to make for my dad all the time, smelt. I don't know if y'all familiar, mm. but you have to like debone it and, you know, to get it and behead it and mm-hmm. all that shit. So... She didn't know how to do it, so I had to do it because I was doing it since I was a kid. And I showed her, showed her how to do it. And did, well, actually, I did. I demonstrated, but I literally did all of them. She didn't touch it. So there's that. But yeah, that was pretty much my day yesterday. And I can't actually fucking remember. Oh, and I went to the bar with my friends on Friday. Or whatever. But besides that, I was in the house all day. Thursday, I was in the house all day. I ain't do shit. But good times. Good freaking times. All right, we're going to start off with the six at world for this week. All right, let's hear it. What's going um, on? Last night, uh, one of the better boxing matches we've had in the last 10 years, Dante Wilder and Tyson Fury Part 2 um, ended in a Tyson Fury seven-round TKO. Um, it was funny to see the social, funny to me to see the social media commentary because um of course Dante Wilder is from here he's a well he's from America he's from Alabama black guy um and Tyson Fury is a Brit so to see the the combination of the British people and the American people going back and forth on social media was highly entertaining to me honestly um it was a good fight uh congratulations to me I won some money on that Uh, miss you know I don't normally like going against my people, but he's suspect. So I just, you know, I went with what I thought was best. So, yeah. So the fight was definitely good. Um, The memes from the fight have been hilarious. You guys are great. Stop doing that shit for free, though. Okay. Um, Also, this week. They just do not do as good of a job here. I'm sorry. I'm trying to find, I'm trying to be completely honest with you. I'm trying to find a plastic surgeon, and they is not snatching these bitches up like they do in like Miami or DR. Like, bitch, I would be mad if I paid my money for that. Anyways, you can continue. Sorry, snatch me up. Man. Um, speaking of snatching up, this week a lot of you guys got uh hoodwinked and bamboozled, and uh, it it really went to show how gullible people are. Not in this day of social media where we see these clips and we just want to run and take action. So this week, uh, a young gentleman named Quaden uh, ba- Bales, um, he's an Australian actor. He's 18, 100,000 100, followers on Instagram. He posed as a young kid who was being bullied because of his dwarfism. 
Everybody saw the picture. Oh, so sad. You know, kids crying because they get bullied. X, Y, Z. It reminded me of the story of that other guy who was getting bullied, but he was only getting bullied because he was calling the black kids in his class nigga. Mm. We reported on that uh, a couple. Uh, shit, might have been a year or two ago now. Um, but yeah, he um started up a GoFundMe, and that GoFundMe hit two hundred thousand dollars. <laughs> And it later came out that people found his Instagram page and all this. Like, he's 18. He's, you know, he has a BMW. He wears Gucci and Yeezys and shit like that. So, everybody's mad. But how can you really be mad? How? Why can't you be mad? Why? Are you donating to a kid that got bullied? Yeah. So I was <laughs> like, why? <laughs> Cole Cameron and Peyton Fool. Niggas get bullied every day, B. Like so, yeah, I don't. I don't understand why a lot of times we want to play Captain Save a Ho on the internet and shit, and we wouldn't even remotely respond to something like that going on in our own neighborhood. Like uh, that is something that really, really, it baffles me. Like I saw the video, I'm like, oh damn, that's fucked up, and kept it on moving. Like I didn't say, ooh, let me take some of my hard earned money and donate it to this kid that's getting bullied in school. Nobody gave me shit when I was getting bullied in school, so. Yeah, no, I'm sorry. If that makes me a bad person, so what? You are. But, uh, yeah, I'm I'm not donating because a kid is going through what kids go through. And, honestly, a lot of these are the same people, when they see little people, um, they tend to act out like, oh, shit, it's a little person. I'm like, oh. Like, actually, my sister-in-law, she's definitely afraid of little people. Like definitely afraid, which is really fucked up fear. Like that's such a regular ass person. She's definitely afraid of little people. Like even if the the commercial from like some of the shows come on, she's like, oh shit! Like why would you play that? Like <laughs> so yeah. That I I guess you know what I'm actually gonna say. A shout out to that young man. He came up real quick off of y'all gullible. You like just being gullible for no reason. Bro, that's that's crazy. Um, lastly, but not least, um, you definitely want to send a big rest in peace to Pop Smoke. Uh, yeah, absolutely. R.I.P. That's crazy. He's only 20 years old. <laughs> Look, man, I know it was said a lot, but honestly, seeing that 1999 next to his name was kind of crazy. Yeah. Like 1999. That is fucking insane. Um, Pop Smoke was uh, unfortunately gunned down in his uh, Beverly Hills rental house. Um, and a lot of things have came have come out after the fact about, you know, how how things really transpired. They originally called it a robbery, but um, they're investigating as a just a regular like murder, a hit. Um, and it's. It's really unfortunate, man. Like, a lot of these young, young, talented dudes, like, I know he didn't really, you know, the Brooklyn drill scene isn't really for everybody. Drill music in general isn't really for everybody, but you could not deny the fact that he was very talented and more so he was on his way to becoming a very well-rounded artist. Um, Just judging by the impact of some of his peers and like when you see a lot of people, you know, when you see a person in the picture with a lot of people, 
it really it really drives home the fact that they were actually making their way. Like you see them with Migos or you see them with Fifty Cent and shit like that. Like the amount of artists that really had love for them is 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 really amazing. So uh, rest in peace to Pop Smoke, man. Yeah. Now it's everybody's favorite segment. Let's argue. So what are we arguing about? Oh, that's my job. Okay. So <laughs> <laughs> what are we arguing All right, about? This so week? this week we are gonna talk about you motherfuckers being trash. No, I'm just playing, sorry. Um, this week we are talking about people being freaking possessive. Yay. And so this kind of came up. I really can't remember this exact scenario, but I now remember writing it down because obviously somebody's being fucking territorial. And so I was saying, like, humans, like, we are going to explore humans' desire to possess things and people and how that really uh, leads to territorial, like, people being territorial, jealous, and all of these things like that. And just, like, I guess ways, maybe we're going to explore the why and then... I guess, yeah, the why and if it's inevitable or if it's something that you can, if it's avoidable. So, Hedge, what do you think? Like, are you a territorial jealous person? Are you possessive? Like, what? In light of uh, some of the IG model commentary this weekend, I guess people are. Um, Me personally, I wouldn't say I'm jealous. I can admit to being territorial at times. Um, I mean, it, honestly, let, I want to say further, sport, this is not just in romantic relationships, but also in our friendships as well. No, no, no. Definitely. Any relationship. Definitely. Um, yeah, I, I do get, I guess, kind of upset when my friends get new friends. Like, that's always the, that's always a terrible thing. Like, you're, somebody that you're always hanging around and shit aren't, they're not hanging around anymore because they're hanging around with somebody else. It's like, Hey, what the fuck? Like, Hey, you want to go, you know, you want to go shoot some pool? Like, Oh no, nah, man. Like I got something to do. And then, you know, they posting on social media, them and their new friend, like at the, at the basketball game and shit like that. Like, well, damn, nigga, you ain't even asked me if I wanted to go. What the fuck? Like, who is this new nigga? And that's mm-hmm. funny to say because <laughs> niggas is so like anti-gay and shit. But they, but we really feel like that when you know your homeboy got a new homeboy. It's like what the fuck? Why? Oh, better than that. Right? Like nigga, I can go. Like what the fuck? It's just y'all two, okay? For sure. Bet. I got you. I feel you. Don't ask me for shit, nigga. Fuck out of here. No, nigga, you can't sleep on my couch no more. Okay. Yeah, bitch. Though y'all next time go to that nigga house. <laughs> so shit like that um like i said jealousy i don't i don't really think i have jealousy issues because i don't really think i own or even like in like i don't own anybody well no we don't i don't have that, that isn't. ownership bone in my body to where if somebody is doing something i feel offended because they're doing something as far as like, oh, that's supposed to be me type of thing. Okay, I just want to add some context and I'm going to give some really basic dictionary definitions of both of these things. So territorial is the um, is relating to the ownership of uh, anything, pretty much. <laughs> so that's just being like, 
I don't know, feeling like you're the sole owner or something, or feeling like you own something, right? So that's territorialness. And then I'm also gonna um, give y'all the definition of possessing, possessive, and that's the man of someone's total attention and love. And then lastly, what was the other one? Jealous. That's the one I really wanted to look up. And jealous is it's, mm, I guess. See, I think the envy throws it off, but feeling or showing envy of someone or their achievements or advantages, whatever. And it also has some other things here. I'll read the second and third definition because I think they could be rele relevant. Speaking, I mean, feeling or showing suspicion of someone's unfaithfulness in a relationship or fiercely protective or vigilant, vigilant, geez, of one's right or possessions. And I guess, you know, there we have possessions presented again, too, for some added context. Okay, can I backtrack a little bit? Yes. I guess when you say the when you frame it like that, as far as the envy thing, I do look at a lot of things, especially um, in the creative space. And I guess I can be a little jealous because, you know, you think about all the hard work you put in as a content creator and then you can look at somebody who's, you know, not really putting in work and. I guess that's the whole keeping up with the Joneses mentality. Like you're looking at somebody else's success and wondering why you don't have that success yourself. So, yes, I can say I have been jealous in that aspect. Um, as far as, no, I don't possess, I'm not possessive. Like you can have anything I have. Like that's just life. As you grow older and become like a fucking adult, you understand that you're just here. And everybody in your life is just in your life for however long they're in your life. Like, you can't really make somebody stick around. You can't make somebody like you anymore. You can't make somebody want to be with you anymore. Mm -hmm. Like, those things aren't really obtainable. And you will literally drive yourself crazy trying to get that. Like, that's not something that's healthy. So, yeah, I don't, I don't really subscribe to those beliefs. Or I don't really subscribe to those actions. Like, yeah, if you want to leave, leave. If you want to go, go. Like, that's what you want to do. That's what you want to do. So you're saying you don't have any uh, fears in your relationships, um, romantic or otherwise, about them leaving. So you're saying is that why you're not jealous because you don't care if they leave or stay? I wouldn't say that I would. I don't care. I would just say that I know that all of our time is borrowed. So, yeah, you're not going to just be with one person forever. Like, if you're lucky and you find that person, sure, you can do that. But everything has an expiration date. Like, people get, we were just talking about it. Somebody can get taken away from you in an instant. So, what are you going to do after that person is gone? Well, it's different because I guess I'm playing devil's advocate a lot in this and I'm just framing everything. But I guess because... It's different in someone like, I don't know, feeling like someone has something that you want or possess or, you know, or yeah, like having something that you want or that something that you, I think that's where the territorial and jealousness, jealousness comes in. Let me wake the fuck up. Seriously. <laughs> the territorial and jealousness comes in because it's just like someone wants something that you have or that something that you have, you feel like someone else is going to attain like, um, and I'm specifically talking about things or people. And right. that's why I said friendships and relationships. And more so friendships and relationships. So I'm mostly talking about that more than things, realistically. But because I'm talking about in terms of relationships, romantic and otherwise. So 
It's just like that fear because well, I'm gonna let him just finish so you can finish. Um, that. Actually, it was a quick story. Um, uh, you know, um, I had a friend of mine who one of his exes was actually on a TV show that we talked about earlier, and he was just talking about how like upset he was and you know X Y and Z, and it's like. But wait, you're doing something else. Like, why are you upset that this person, like, you have to see this person? I don't get that. Like, because I have, I don't say I have a, a similar situation. Somebody I dated um, is actually a very prominent radio host here. But I don't get, you know, you hear somebody's voice on the radio. It's not like, oh, why I got to hear it? I'm turning the channel. I don't want to see this person. Like, yeah, you know, that's. That's not you no more. You can move on. Like, you're doing something bigger and, well, not bigger and better, because that's really a, a lie when people say that, but um, you're doing something else, so just do that. Like, don't don't even think about it in that, in that instance, and I think that's why it's really, really good to actually, man, well, actually build a friendship in relationships, because that kind of cuts out that territorial oh i love her and it doesn't i'm gonna let you finish <laughs> I'm, gonna, I'm gonna be real and you done i do want to add another component but i'm gonna talk you can add a, no you can add another component okay so there. i guess i want to open this up a little bit more to include attachment styles attachment styles is really important and um if you can identify your attachment style for the you know for bad or good it's important so you can see how you attach to people. It's four different types of attachment styles. Sorry to take you out of school, but, you know, I was a human development minor in a psychology, and here we go. So the four different types of attachment style is secure, avoidant, anxious, and anxious and avoidant. Okay? So those are the four different types of um, attachment styles. So secure, someone who's a securely attached it's somebody who's like, you know what, it's easy for me to get close to others. I'm comfortable depending on them and having them depend on me. But I don't worry about being abandoned or someone getting close to me. Right? Okay. Mm-hmm. So that's a secure attachment style. Avoidance. Okay? This is like, I unco- I'm uncomfortable being close to others. I find it difficult to trust people and depend on others and prefer that others do not depend on me. It is very important that I feel independent and self-sufficient. My partner wants me to be more intimate than I am being, oh, oh, sorry, <laughs> being more intimate than I am comfortable being. So that's like you, like person you are with, they don't want to be affectionate. They don't want to be close to you. They don't want pretty much like type of people that don't want the relationship to get too close. You know what I'm saying? So they're trying to avoid attachment altogether. Okay. Which is stupid because why even like go that route? If that's and it's, a, it's a lot of people that do it. So. <laughs> <laughs> and if you can identify your attachment style within any of that, I'm going to give y'all the email letter. We can talk about it further. Like, you know what I'm saying? We can like, you know, get a little dialogue going about this. And then nextly, we have anxious. So someone who is anxious, like I want to be extremely emotionally close with others, but others are reluctant to get as close to me as I would like. I often worry that my partner doesn't love me or value me and I, and will abandon me. Okay. So, mm. my this people you would identify as needy. Yeah, my need for closeness scares people away. That is how you identify someone with anxious attachment style. Okay, and then you have anxious avoidance. Okay, this is someone who is uncomfortable 
with intimacy and worry about a partner's commitment and love. Okay, so I'm comfortable getting close to others and finding it difficult to trust and depend on them. I worry I will get my feelings hurt if I get closer to my partner. So that's a combination of the last two. Who are they? Why? And these are all really popular. I don't know why you're surprised by this. Everybody is not securely attached. <laughs> why, bro? I mean, I guess my 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 issue with that is like, like I said earlier, people are going to change. Like, it's not going to be the same person. Like, it's not going to be the same ideology or any of that. Like, shit changes. We're ever evolving. So why why keep no? Don't don't stay stuck. Don't don't do that. Don't do that. Like it can be different, bro. Like <laughs> I don't. I just. Uh, I guess I have an issue with understanding why people would not. Why even entertain intimacy if you don't want to be intimate with anybody? That's what I'm. No, they do, but they avoid it. Is what I'm saying. So like, okay, so you have secure. Secure people are it's just securely attached. So right. Those are the people that's least likely. Which is one of those things because, okay, let me just be, finish my first thought. Secure attachment people are people that are like, okay, I care about you. You care about me. I don't care about getting close to you. I'm not scared. I'm not fearful. I'm confident in our relationship and we're going to keep moving like that. Right. Um, someone that's avoiding is just like, I like you. You like me. But for the sake of my best interests. I'm not going to get too close to me. I don't want you to get too close. Uh, I'm not going to get too close to you. I don't want you to get too close to me. I want to just kind of keep you at arm's length. Um, so we can, like, the people that's like, let's just, let's be, I don't know, let's be cool. You know what I'm saying? Those are probably more life friends with benefits relationships. Um, you know, fuck buddy type of situations where it's just like we might share something intimate. We might go get lunch. We might have drinks. We might spend time together, but it's nothing else. Because okay. I'm not, I don't, I'm not capable of, of anything more. Because I don't know what that means. Like, what does that mean for me? You know what I'm saying? Okay, I get a little bit more now. And then someone being anxious, like they want to attach to you, but they're worried about you attaching to them. Hmm. So they feel like you don't love them. You're like I care about you, but you don't give about, you don't care about me. I'm nervous about. I don't know where I stand with you. Oh, well, that's most people. Exactly. That's what I'm saying. You can see people in all of these styles. And then you have anxious avoidant, which is someone that's like, I care about you, but I don't want to. And I don't, because I don't think you're going to reciprocate my feelings. So these are all, I didn't, that's why I listed them. But I'm I'm saying, like, how much does, how, like, a lot of, I'm like, so how much does these attachment styles play into the idea of, like, territorialness, jealousy, possessiveness, all of that stuff like that, it's going to be almost probably, I'm so I'm sure in some cases, directly correlated to each other. Okay, so most people are really a combination of... All of these. Yeah. I'm de- and so I'm definitely a combination of all of these. And um, not so much to avoid. Uh, maybe. maybe. Um, I'm definitely a combination of most of these, I would say. Um, but it's in different parts of the relationships and with different people. Yeah. So, like... Um, in my friendships, that's what I'm saying. Like those possessiveness, like I don't think I want to possess anybody. Right. I know I don't own anybody. I know people have free will and people will do what the fuck they want to do, period. I'm completely okay with that because I understand that as a fact. That is life. Um, but I do think that it even if I don't know that's what I'm saying. I don't know if that's an innate reaction. Cause I don't necessarily think it's jealousy. Um but I'm in a, I, 
am under the umbrella where I have two friends. I talk about it all the time on this show. Nicole and Courtney, that's it. Okay? We are all very, very different people in the fact of, like, usually for the most part, the we're a great pairing, um, coupling, if you will, because with the stuff that one of us lacks, the other one has. And that's across all three of us in a magnitude of ways. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's our friend. That's the, that's the kind of like the culture of our friendship or whatever. Like we legitimately complete each other. Like if, if I got to the point in my life when I realized that soulmates are not just romantic relationships and those women are my soulmates, right? They complete me. Aww. But if I'm saying... <laughs> what? That but, was beautiful. But in the whole like looking at the big picture when it comes to that, like I don't make friends easy. Everyone knows that about me. Anybody who knows me knows that about me. I have two fucking friends, okay? Two female friends. In the past 29 years, I've been on this planet, and I met both of them bitches at six, okay? So (laughs) follow me, all right? So I haven't had any other close relationships. I have not developed any secure or any attachments of any kind with women since the age of six. So that just kind of gives you the frame of mind that I'm in. And so with that being the case, it's like sometimes I can have it in my head where it's like, I can't afford to lose no fucking friend. But I also feel, <laughs> that's why I say it's a combination of being all of these things because I also don't feel like, I feel like if anything, I can count on our friendship. And it took me a while. I think these, I don't think that these um, styles are something that's set in stone. I do think you can move throughout them as you grow and learn and experience things, because um, when I was in college is probably when it really, really started the first time I was really, really alone. And I know that sounds crazy because me and Nicole went to school together. What I mean by that is it was a point in time, I think it was my freshman year, first semester when all my, our little, Nicole was my friend, but all the girls that we hung out with or whatever, everyone had boyfriends or everyone had other friends or sports or what, you know, school, whatever. Right. And Nicole also had a boyfriend at the time. And so you just kind of felt I was by myself. Out. Right. You know what I'm saying? I remember talking to my dad and him like, you need to get to the point where you enjoy your own company. And my dad is definitely that type of person. And he instilled so much of that in me. And I learned so much throughout that time in my life. And that's where I got to, that's how I, that's, that was the frame and the groundwork to me to become who I am now. So I'm very comfortable being by myself. I know my friends love me, but I also know that we cannot be a part of each other's every day. Um, I cannot use them to, <laughs> to use them to replace romantic love in my life. I can't use them to replace self-love in my life. I have to do all of those things on my own. Self-love, obviously, more importantly. Yeah, because that's not healthy. So I got to the point where I was like, that's when I start going to movies by myself. That's when I start going to eat dinner by myself. That's when I just start being able to chill and enjoy my own company completely by myself. Because I remember having those conversations with my dad. And that's how I was able to get to the point I am now. But in those beginning stages, my um, I was definitely insecurely attached to my friends. Because I was just like, I wasn't worried. I don't think it's as bad as the worst one. Because I was never scared that they weren't going to be friends with me anymore. It was just like... The ability to like, I guess a certain level of territorialness because it's just like, that's mine. That's mine. That's mine. That's mine. That's mine. That's mine. It's mine. And so like all of my friends, like well, the two of them hosts, (laughs) they have friends in relationships outside of me and I don't. So that's the, that has always been the underlying thing within our relationship is that I have two friends 
them, they're also friends. But, you know what I'm saying? Courtney has a whole, like, several other friend groups outside of us because she is the social one. Uh, And then Nicole has a few other good friends as well that she's really close to. Mm. Um, And so it took me a while to feel like I wasn't like them having these other people outside of us was not a diss to us or to me specifically. Right. So what was the hardest part of getting to the, to that point? Feeling secure in the role that I played in their lives. Okay. Just kind of, it, it's <laughs> yeah. Being secure in the role that I played in their lives and knowing that, okay, like whatever the fuck happens, like we're always going to be friends. Like you can have all these friends over here, these females, these people. But at the end of the day, like it's not it's nothing to do with our relationship. It has absolutely nothing to do with our So that's what helped me. But it took a minute to get there because at first you're just like, it's easy. First off, feelings are irrational. I preach that to everybody. Anytime somebody asks me for advice, anytime I talk to myself, <laughs> feelings are irrational. They're completely not rooted in shit. Besides you feeling like for whatever reason you were wronged, right? As It doesn't mean anything fucking happened because intent matters so much. But if the intent, like, it isn't, all you're thinking about is that I don't know what the fuck happened, but I know that I feel like somebody did me the fuck wrong. And so feelings can be irrational in that regard. And so you have to be able to navigate through that and be like, oh, damn. All right. That wasn't that wasn't what it was. I've I'm at the place in my life where I can navigate through my own irrational feelings. And I was like, oh, OK, like I feel this way. I know I feel this way. But that does, that's just stupid. Yeah, I think a lot of a lot of what we're talking about is rooted in feelings like it is is completely rooted in feelings we feel a certain way for no reason at all like this person is you know not paying me enough attention like who has a plan of like how do you quantify how much attention somebody is supposed to until you feel good about it that's what i'm saying it's completely irrational now i will say this my my relation because that's the thing because I've been friends with my friends for over two decades. It's easy for me to feel comfortable in that. Right. I'm comfortable with the role I play in Nicole and Courtney's life. So does that change in relationships? It does for me. Um, I am a big proponent of effective communication I always need to know where I stand with somebody. I'm one of those people that need reassurance. I'm one of those people that need reassurance. And so at any point, if I feel like I don't know, it triggers all that shit. It triggers all of those negative emotions. It's like a floodgate is open. Anytime I'm feeling certain, it's like, okay, so I don't know if this nigga like me. I don't know if this nigga care. He might not care no more. He might not like me no more. This nigga about to leave me. He ain't coming back. Like, but not in it. But see, this is the thing. The, <laughs> the complexity of the person I am is um everything about me is rooted in pride. I'm a Leo through and through in that regard. And so these are the things that goes on in my head. My attachment style in life that other people will see is secure because I don't react on any of this shit. I don't act on any of it. It's in my own people that know it's me and my friends. So I in my head, I'm like, oh, my God, like, I don't know what the fuck is going on. I'm like, I'm always assuming the words. I overanalyze everything. I think about it. I think about it. I think about it. And I think about it in other different ways. Um, And so, but all of that can be fixed with communication. 
if I feel like I know where I stand with you, if I feel like da, 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 like I'm being reassured, if I feel like nothing has changed, if I feel like you acting the same, then I'm fine. But like the slightest little bit of um, change will be like, oh shit, what's going on? And I'm not going to say it to them necessarily, especially if I think it's trying ridiculous. First, I'm going to work through it and see if it makes sense or not. Or work through all my council, which is my group of friends. <laughs> um, and if they be like, "Oh, bitch, you tripping," and I'm tripping, and I and I work through that on my own. But if it's like, "Oh, no, 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 girl," <laughs> that nigga wilding, then shit, he wilding. And I realized this about myself. I was talking to somebody today, and I was just like, "I really don't get angry." Um, my settings are like sad and disappointed. Obviously happy, but I'm saying as far as negative emotions, like I don't know. It's not too many things that make me mad. I'm usually disappointed in people. I get angry. I ain't gonna lie. See, I don't, yeah, I don't really get angry. Like I'm not a yeller. I'm not a like. Oh, I, no, 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 no. None of that happens. I'm angry to me. You'll never know. Oh, yeah. See, I don't really get angry. <laughs> I'm usually disappointed or sad. Like I'm disappointed or hurt. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, I mean, I'm disappointed in you and you hurt my feelings. But it usually doesn't get anger out of me. And because, like I said, everything goes back to my pride. I'm a prideful asshole. So it's like, to me, anger is just too strong of an emotion to give to somebody else. It's just too much to give to someone else. Because then now they know that you didn't really fuck with you. Yeah, I guess mean, you could say the same thing about all the other emotions. But anger is, just, I feel like anger is an emotion to knock you off your square and make you act like who you not. You know what I'm saying? That's the shit that make you act kind of character. That's the shit that have bitches keying cars and and uh, showing up at your house and ladies stop doing and that. all type of shit. I don't know what other shit busting windows and whatever and calling your bitch like that's the shit <laughs> they had. Do. I don't um I don't really get angry. Mm-hmm. I'm disappointed or my feelings hurt or both. Yeah. Um, I'm like I said. I'm I'm very. I guess I can admit to being territorial as far. Relationships, like, yeah. And how does that present itself? Do you act on that? Um, just like I don't know. A lot of times it's like those random like moments where it's like, oh yeah, it's my good like guy friend. Like I don't know who the fuck this nigga is. I like, get that a lot when I tell people we do a podcast. Well, that's a whole another episode in itself. Um, but yeah, we can we can embark on it. Like a lot I'm of times. A lot of times, like, when you don't understand a relationship that was occurring prior to your arrival in somebody's life, it can always become a little tricky for you in your own head because you wonder. It's like, oh. And a lot of that is is really rooted on what you've seen or what you've heard. Like, a lot of times the whole, you know, sis bro shit is not what it appears to be like no the niggas is fucking but a large amount of times you're like that's just cool people like no no interest no intimacy none of that like yeah that's just cool people to hang around and i feel like it is that 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 that's where the jealousy triggers in it's like okay well somebody can have a lot of fun with somebody that they already know but we're dating or we're in a relationship and it doesn't seem like you have that much fun with me. Like, so what did this person have that I don't have? That's where the jealousy lies. So I don't get oh, jealous shit, I because do lots of people. <laughs> I don't get jealous because like 
Yeah, that's I don't know your relationship. I'm hoping that y'all on the up and up and y'all not on no bullshit, but that's out of my control. But I feel like that's even a fucked up thing because everybody gets different versions of you. And what I mean by that is like the most accepting versions, right? I um dated somebody extremely rigid, right? <laughs> I am extremely I'm extremely goofy. I'm extremely silly. I play all day. I laugh a lot. I laugh hard. Like, I don't take myself too seriously. Like, I'm that person. I couldn't be like that around him. So, that nigga was looking salty as fuck when I'm like laughing and playing with everybody else. But it's just like, nigga, you don't, I'm not, that's not the vibe. And so it's like, I guess, like, you mean, you can't really request some shit that you don't like, that you're not ready for, I guess. Yeah, that is that is a big I'm glad you said that. That is a big thing in all of this. Um that perception. Like so if we so if we have a what? If we have a goof <laughs> if we have a goofy relationship, me and my friend, my female friend, but you're more of a like straight and narrow, you know, straight to the point rigid. kind of person. Not even rigid. Rigid, no, rigid. is is, is, is extremely <laughs> extreme. But you know, you are about your business. You know, you let your hair down every now and then. But for the most part, you on your shit. Like, yeah, like I'm gonna go be goofy with the person that I can be goofy with because I've tried to be goofy with you and you weren't accepting of that. So I'm not just gonna continue to be goofy and get the door slammed in my face. And I'm not, I'm never compromising who I am for you. Never. At my core, I am who I am. So yeah, I'm going to go and I'm going to do goofy shit with my goofy friend. And then we can go and, and be like fucking vanilla over here. Like, so yeah. That, that. But I mean, if that's the case, then you probably shouldn't be with them. Exactly. Okay. Well, clearly, they, I mean, I, I'm, <laughs> fuck on. Yeah, I'm a fuck on person. But, <laughs> yeah, I think in relationships, first of all, I think it's one of the things where people are definitely, especially because you don't understand intricate details of somebody's relationship a lot of times with others. So, you are way, we live in an environment and in a time where I feel like people can dish shit out that they cannot take. Because I think about it all the time. It's like, okay, if I was dating somebody and I'm like, I hang around my ex every week and we talk on a very regular basis, I'd be like, nigga, please don't ever call me again. You can't say that. But it's different when you feel like you're in control of the situation. I'm in control of the situation here. You know what I'm saying? I'm in control of what I do, but I can't control what the fuck you do. And you probably can't control what you do either. So, (laughs) So don't do it. Um, I'm glad you, I'm, I'm glad you said that again. Just a PSA: If you're new, act fucking new. Simple. What you mean? Like you have to get acclimated to certain shit. You just can't come in like, oh, I'm the boss. You're not doing this. Don't do that. I don't like that. This is not like, oh, bye. Like you can't, you know what I'm saying? You can't come in like, oh yeah, no, we you off that. That's not happening. No, no you can't. You definitely, you definitely can't do that. Please don't do that, last. Oh my god. <laughs> so like, I don't, don't f- do it. I don't feel comfortable with that. Like, okay. Especially the person I am. Like, between fight and flight, <laughs> um, 
This nigga got frequent flyer miles. Yeah, yeah. flight is first <laughs> for me. It's actually flight or fight. And always option one. Um, but people don't feel like you're supposed to use that option. Like, oh, no, you no, no, you're not. You honestly, you're really not. Like, honestly, because that's the one thing, like, common universal thing among our generation is that we don't try. You know what I'm saying? We don't compromise. The first sign of anything, we're like, all right, well, it was nice knowing you, bitch. I'm out. And that's the issue with our generation. And that's why we don't have any long-standing relationships. Because I wonder about that. I wonder that a lot. I think about, I was talking to my stepmom about it. And I was just saying, I'm like, I don't know how I'm going to find a relationship. Because my first instinct is always to go. It's like, this no longer serves me. I am no longer happy. I don't think I'm going to be happy again. There's nothing we can do about it. And I'm I'm just going to skate. I'm, I'm out. And I feel like if you think about like relationships, that's not healthy. It's really not healthy because you kind of have to like build together and nothing is ever going to be always perfect. And so with that being the case, it's just kind of like, I know that's something I have to deal with. I mean, but you also have to recognize, like you have to realize like, is this worth fighting for? Because if it's not, if it's not worth fighting for. Yeah. I think most of the situations I left, they wasn't worth fighting for anyway. Like it was just, it was always, Something leading up to it where it's just like, I should probably got the fuck on. Or I should probably never did. But, so I guess in that case, I guess, I suppose. But, yeah, like, I know that that's not healthy. You know what I'm saying? In terms of, like, trying to build a long-standing relationship is probably something I might. And probably the fact that I'm 30 is not healthy. <laughs> but, I, something I can't personally shake, I suppose. I'm working on it. I'm a work in progress, though. God, not done with me yet. But, in terms of being territorial or jealous... I think I feel it sometimes for sure. Definitely. I feel it. I think, I don't know if I feel it more in my friendships or my relationships. I feel more neglected in my relationships than I do my friendships. Like having access is so important to me. And if I feel like it's like, I don't know. I it all Ultimately it comes down to the, to the certainty. Like I said before. So if I feel like I don't know where I stand with you, then that puts me like on edge almost. But if it's somebody where I feel like, okay, which most niggas don't do, mm-hmm. I'll say it's kind of reassure you and make like, okay, yeah, like this is what we're doing. Cause I know y'all scared of the question. Oh my God. Um, then <laughs> <laughs> that's when I feel like I'm uncertain and I don't mm-hmm. know, like I care about them, but I don't know if they care about me. Mm-hmm. Which is, I think is that that's anxious, anxious mm-hmm. attachment. So, Casey did a lot of research on this. So, if you guys have further um, questioning on that, you can email us. Oh, you certainly can. If you want to email us about anything we discussed in this week's episode, you can do so by hitting us up at ask2ampodcast at gmail.com. That is the number two. Um, you know, let's discuss attachment style. Let's just, are you jealous? Are you territorial? Are you violent? Don't be violent. Like, I mean, like, are you fucking it. up your nigga shit? I mean, it's not worth do guys it. fuck up shit too? I think guys do. Mm, yeah, no. I don't know. I don't. I, I don't know. I never done it either. So we being real, I've never touched anybody's property because I don't want you to touch mine. And I'm. And I'm a thousand percent sure my stuff is worth more. So stay away from my stuff. This nigga right here. What? Whatever. I got bad nice stuff. <laughs> all right. Well, that's all I'm saying. I don't touch nobody's shit. But if you do, let me know in the email. Asleyandbarkas <laughs> at gmail dot com. Number two. Also, I appreciate the SoundCloud comments that you guys put on the episode. 
appreciate that. I wish a lot of other uh, DSPs um, would add commentary to the marks. But um, yeah, as always, you can hit us up in our um, direct messages. Uh, you can do it on the show page or uh, individually. Like our DMs are open for conversation. Yes, period. Let us know what your attachment style is and if you're a jealous territorial asshole and all this plan. So what's grinding your gears this week? What's grinding my gears? Okay. <laughs> so what's grinding my gears is people asking me for shit. Um and In I know this aspect of asking. Uh money. Okay. Always, always. Uh. But I think, okay, so what's really grinding my gear specifically are people asking me for stuff. It's just that, like, what's worse, really, than telling somebody about your experiences and them pretending to understand and them adding to your issues? You know, you have a decision, like, okay, like, so-and-so do this. Or people do this to me. And people act like this. And I'm a good person. And I'm, you know, I'm, so I'm tired of people doing this to me. And then they go on to later down the line do you exactly how the way you said people was doing you. Yes, that happens often. It happens a lot. And so um, the thing of the matter is, I know people are like, oh, ask you for money? Just say no. Okay, so Kenise <laughs> has a problem saying no. Um, I did in this situation actually say no. and But this is after talking to my counsel, including my dad. And I was going to say no anyway because what the fuck? Like, we, I don't even deal with this person no more. Like, we not even... Like, we cordial because I'm cordial with everybody. But... We don't fuck with each other. Like, no. I'm not dating you. I'm not talking to you. We not cool. Like, <laughs> um, so it was just kind of like, nigga, what? So it was just like, I just felt like it was taking advantage of my my niceness. Right. Or the person I am. Because like I said, it's very rare that I say no. Like, people I care about can pretty much ask me for anything. And it's going to be hard for me to say no. I'm going to have to think about it. And I'm going to really, really have to try to say no mm. and the process of this and getting better with that aspect was just trying to um it was actually the, the book that i just finished reading um and he was saying that you have to think about it you really have to think about the difference between being a nice person and being a people pleaser or being a good person rather and a people pleaser a people pleaser is just like okay i'm whatever it is is make you happy at the expense of myself i'm going to do to make you happy because i want you to be happy and i want you to like me and i don't want you to be mad at me and all this stuff like that so i'm doing everything you say and i'm just being a people pleaser trying to make everybody happy and please the world Fuck. that's a people pleaser a good person is just a good person morally good i'm not doing nothing fucked up i'm not skeeching i'm not trying to manipulate i'm not trying to take advantage of anybody i'm just a good person and so when people try to act like you not doing things for them that they want it doesn't mean you're not a good person it just means that bitch i don't have to do shit for you i'm still a good person morally i'm not morally a corrupt i'm not morally like fucked up or anything i'm still a good energy good vibe i still you know we still enjoy our time together i'm just not doing what you want so that's not going to make me a bad person or anything, that just means that I'm not a people pleaser. I don't have to do whatever you ask. And I had to kind of like reason with myself in that regard to kind of get to that understanding that I don't have to do everything everybody asks of me. I don't have to do everything to make you happy, especially at the expense of myself. I'm only responsible for me and making myself happy and being able to live with decisions that I make. And so with that being said, like I said, think about the difference between being a good person and being a people pleaser. Are you doing the things that you want to do at the kindness of your heart? Are you doing the things um, that you want to do 
like because you really want to do them or do you feel pressured to or do you feel obligated to like that's different those are people pleaser qualities not something like all right i guess you know what i mean and so i had to think about that for myself and realize that i am done being a fucking people pleaser i will always be a good person nobody can take that away from me but i am no longer a people pleaser i'm sorry you just got to be a mad ass motherfucker mm-hmm. yeah fuck all that people pleasing shit look um if it don't make sense it's not happening Period, pool. All right, Hendrix, anything grinding your gears? Um, grinding my gears is weak as self-esteem. Um, mm-hmm. And it's more so self-esteem in totality, just the fact that um, a lot of times we tend to question ourselves when we really shouldn't. Like, you question the direction you're going in your life. You question the direction of you know, your future or if you're wasting time doing what you're doing or, you know what I'm saying, are you doing enough? And that's something that I've been struggling with over the past couple of weeks as far as, you know, just living. Like at, at a certain point in time, like you just take a, a step back and just say, what the fuck am I actually doing? Mm-hmm. Like, is this going, like, am I moving forward? Am I moving backwards? Am I just stuck in the middle? Like, what's actually happening? So, lately, I have been questioning myself. I really need to stop doing that. Um, and a lot of it is rooted in, like, manis- manifestation. Mm-hmm. And I is that can be kind of difficult. I know that's the, the buzzword for this week. Well, this year is, like, manifest you always have to speak positively if you speak positively positive things are going to happen but that's a lie it's not truthful like <laughs> stop lying to people that's not truthful like you can I'm leaving that alone. like you can manifest and work your ass off and that shit still not happen because that's not what was meant for you so i guess for me it's just that understanding that i'm doing what i'm supposed to be doing i'm working as hard as i'm supposed to be working and right now is just not my time to shine. Like everybody has their own time to shine. So yeah, right now it's just not mine. So just keep working. So when it is, you can capitalize on the opportunity. So my my self esteem and all walks of life is grinding my gears this week. That's valid. Alrighty, guys. Wow, what a great show. That's it. Shit. <laughs> I'm sleepy. I don't know about y'all. But all right. I hope y'all. you're not sleepy if you're listening to us. I mean, they could just be tired. Like, nigga, I'm tired, <laughs> nigga. It's not my bedtime. It's too damn bad. Anyways, all right, guys. That's gonna wrap it up for this week's episode. Um, Hendrix, where can they reach you? You can reach me on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at No Lee Hendrix. That's N O E L L Y H E N D R I X. If you want to reach me, Casey, in the place to be, you can do so by hitting me up on Facebook at Casey Cowell. That's K A Y C E C O L. And if you want to find me on Twitter. Or Instagram, you can find me at shit. What's my name? Okay, underscore in real life. This K A Y K A Y underscore I N R E E L L I F E. And if you want to reach the show, it's two awkward millennials on Instagram, and then the two AM podcast on Facebook and on Twitter. Yes, merch is still available. Yes, merch is still available. Email uh, as. 2 a.m. podcast at gmail.com. The number two, if you have any commentary for anything we discussed 
on this week's episode or whatever. And I am still selling Hendrix. Please hit me up in my cash app. It's can you see that? So Hendrix. Yes. For sale. Do you have any last words for the good people? Yes, as always, remember millennials and be a first rate version of yourself, not a second rate version of someone else. All right, guys. Well, that's going to wrap it up for this week's episode. We'll catch you next week. Peace.